0: Brooke says.
1: Hello, hello. Welcome to Brook Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective every time. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable, and columnist, which you can read on my website, brooktalksamerica.com. Also, make sure you, con- you connect with us on the interwebs. Go to my Facebook page, Twitter page, uh, and if you have any questions, let me know. You can email me. Also, if you'd like to partner and sponsor the show. Let me know about that. And there's a donate button on the site. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshook, who's the former de- deputy director for intelligence at U.S. Central Command, served on the White House National Security Council and currently serves as the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP chairman also a staunch conservative. You know the deal, from Hot Topics to History, you can be sure if it's happening in America, I will be talking about it. You can listen to archived podcasts of this show on my website. Also, I'm on Captain's America, Third Watch, going to be starting every first and third Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. And Colonel Jim is on Wednesdays at 5 a.m. Both on this station, Sailor Media Group, AM860, The Answer. The podcast is available on iHeartRadio itunes spotify and podomatic also i have an app brook talks america which you can find in the play store my latest article is obviously this is a very devastating week for rush fans uh america mourns a champion of liberty r.i.p rush Limbo, limbaugh, R- limbaugh the goat as i wrote in my article to rush with love also you can find on there um Immediately after hearing about his cancer diagnosis, I say, Rush was my safe space, the person I could go to that would explain things in a way that went beyond the din of my own anxiety or the hysteria, for lack of a better term, that some other radio people seem to admit. Now he's gone, and there's this huge, heavy sadness. Millions of mourning over loss of an American patriot and conservative warrior who felt like a friend. So you can check out both of them on my website. com. I think you'll find yourselves in those words and sentiments as I do so in honor of Rush Limbaugh the titan the man I wanted to have some friends over on the show to talk about who you know they've been on this on conservative radio a lot longer than me to talk about how Rush inspired them what they thought of him and stuff like that kind of like what I did with a special for President Trump after they had the installation of uh, Biden. Uh, It will just be, for lack of a better term, a communal get-together for all of us to share our thoughts and love for this incredible American success story and patriot. And if you want to share your thoughts on the Facebook page, go ahead and do it. It's Brooke Talks. Before we get started, I'm going to let Tucker, I know I use his stuff, but he's the only one that I listen to still at Fox. He's so good, and he's so smart. He talks about things that matter, and he's going to explain in a smart way that he always does why Rush matters.
2: Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Rush Limbaugh passed away today, as you've doubtless heard. He had just turned 70 last month. There are people, literally millions of people, who listen to Rush Limbaugh faithfully every day for 30 years. Some of them cried when they heard the news. Others on the internet gloated, revealing the depth of their cruelty and soullessness. We're going to ignore them tonight. They have too much influence over our culture already. Instead, we're going to tell you about Rush Limbaugh, what he did, and why he mattered. Limbaugh was a profoundly talented broadcaster, but that's not why he endured for generations and single-handedly reshaped the media business, which he did. Rush Limbaugh actually believed things, and he believed them with sincerity. That was his secret. What he believed most of all was that America is a good and decent place and worth preserving. Here he is in 2009 explaining what he believes about America.
0: As human beings, we're no different than the human beings anywhere else in the world. And there have been thousands of years on this planet longer than we have. We're barely 250 years old. And we have outdone everybody in almost everything that lives or raises a standard of living in the history of the world. It's not because our DNA is different. It's not because we're special human beings. It's because of our freedom. It's because of the founding documents and all those rights that we have, where they come from.
2: The founding documents, he'd actually read them, he really believed them, he wasn't just saying it. And that was obvious when he spoke. That was a threat to the people who wanted to be more powerful than the Constitution allows, so they tried to silence him. We think of corporate censorship as a new phenomenon, but Rush Limbaugh was fighting it 30 years ago, and winning. Here he is on 60 Minutes in 1991.
0: I think I just happen to be saying what a whole lot of people think, but don't have the chance to
2: say themselves. That's why they call me the most dangerous man in America. Somebody's finally saying this stuff. The most dangerous man in America. That's what they called him. That's what they call you when you're brave enough to tell the truth. Few people are better qualified to assess Rush Limbaugh's life than his friend and frequent guest host Mark Stein. Mark wrote a beautiful tribute to Rush Limbaugh today on his website, which is well worth reading, and we hope that you will read it. Here's part of it for perspective on his life. Quote, Usually in this line of work, if you're lucky, you get a moment, a year or two, when you're the in thing, and you hope to hold enough of that moment as it slowly fades until you retire. Rush did something unprecedented in the history of TV and radio. Commercial broadcasting began in the United States in 1920. The Rush Limbaugh show came along two-thirds of a century later, became number one very quickly, and has stayed at the top all the way to today, for a third of the entire history of the medium. That's remarkable. Rush Limbaugh was a remarkable man. He lived a life that mattered.
1: Yes, he did. And Tucker did an excellent job on that. And I hope you'll indulge me for using this clip just this once. It feels like heresy to me, but I have to do it. We cannot talk about the magic of Rush without it. You know the story behind it with Rush, Chrissy Hind, her father, and Trump. You can see why she let Rush use it. She was – the words are talking about the hollowing out of her hometown through globalism. And that's one of the things that Trump – Trump always talks about, you know, the thing about Rush that's different, right? He understood the media, the left, and political correctness. Uh, he was also really funny and really smart, right? But he was really funny, like when he would talk about the tech blogs and he would say, "Mr. Limbaugh," how they would say, "Mr. Limbaugh," "Mr. Limbaugh," or how he would mock uh, the Reverend uh, Jackson or who I call the treasonous, treasonous Dr. Fauci. You know, he could use the accents and have it not sound dumb. But you know, as I noted, as I noted in my article "To Rush with Love," I used to think he was obnoxious and arrogant you know um, after all who says talent them from God right about themselves but as I listen more and more it, you know it, I realized that what he was doing is not only he was being funny and flamboyant and getting attention but also trying to tweak the left he knew it would drive him crazy which it did uh, but the other thing is that you know he understood the media and he understood the left about how they lead into questions I was watching some old reruns of Phil Donahue clips uh when he was on and 60 Minutes Interview and they were they would lead the question to the audience to basically say this is how you should think about it and they would get upset and that was part of the thing that he understood he understood that the media runs everything basically the way that I came to be on the radio and um, I've been politically active for a while I've been writing articles and being on various guest shows including Captain Matt who's going to be coming up shortly and I've been listening to talk radio probably since the 2008 campaign I likely started with Hannity and then Beck then somehow I got into Rush after all that time, right? And, and that was all she wrote. But basically, the the past two uh, few years, you know, I listened to other radio personalities and I was just thinking to myself, I need a show because this one's always acting and being dramatic and, you know, doesn't seem authentic to me. This one's always crying and this one's always interrupting their guests. And I felt like I had something to say. The irony is that the one person I actually never thought about being like, it, it didn't even dawn on me because he's so good as Rush, right? He has a life experience. He's an old school American Midwest patriot. His parents and grandparents had been through the First and Second World Wars, the Depression, all of the things that have happened since in the 20th century, like fill the bones. Right. And he he had that. And, I, you know, I just got into politics about a decade ago, you know, a little bit over a decade ago. But saying that I couldn't really feel like I could be like Rush isn't you know it isn't a put down on me it's an elevation of him and the question that should and be could be asked about rush is what made him so great in my opinion the answer is simple is that he made you feel this is what he did for me he made you feel like he was sitting in your living room having a chat with you that's how i can describe it i never met him but he felt like the uncle that you know the cool uncle that i wish i had like a friend really none of the others make me feel that way he always just felt Like a pal. Uh, You know, the irony is that he was a really private person. How is it that a guy who has 20 million listeners makes each of them feel like that? And he really did. I think everybody that I know feels that way about Rush. Um, The other thing that I love about him is that he would fight back. You know, he understood culture and how important it was. And he would fight back against the left on issues like race. He would talk openly about race and talk about how the Democrats had this unholy relationship, you know, devastating relationship with the black community, stuff like that, you know, talk about, he would joke about feminazis, stuff to make the left crazy, but also he talked about it with uh, Donahue about using absurdity to explain facts, right? You know, the absurdity of the reaction that they had to talk about issues and make people think about them in a different way. Um, The other thing about him is, is he was an unequivocal... American loving patriot. You know, I specifically chose all of the music that is on the show today for that reason. I wanted it to be a celebration not only of him, but about America because he was he loved America, right? And he believed it was good. You know, the left is trying to tell us it's bad, but it's good, right? America has problems, and it has a history, of course, like every country and every human being. But we are a good country and a good people, always striving to be better. And the reason that we can do that is because of the founding documents, the founding fathers, and the foundational principles of patriotism, of freedom. That's what we have is freedom. And we need to always remember that. You know, that's what we're, That's what's at stake right now. And he understood that. That's why I think, really, he loved Trump so much, too. But when I found out that he had passed, and and I wrote this in the other article as well, is when he got sick. The first person, the first two people, beside his own brother, obviously, and his wife, that I thought about is Bo Snurley. Everybody knows him as Snurley, but his name is James James Golden. I met him in Lakeland a few years ago with Mark Stein at a Reagan Day dinner, and they. You know, the way that they talked about him was so endearing because you could tell they really loved him. In particular, Bo, you know, he's black, right? And he has heard over the past 30 years the horrible things that they've said about Rush. And he always took a front at that. And the way that he talks about Rush is so kind and gentle and loving. And I, when I was thinking about the audio for the show, he was the one that really came down that I wanted everybody to hear. He doesn't get a lot of credit or a lot of attention, but I thought you should listen to this.
3: Now, the thing that most people also don't get is what a great broadcaster he is. And I've seen that. And I've had, and and thank God, I've been blessed to sit across and watch this incredible broadcaster work. Rush has cochlear implants. Mm -hmm. He's deaf, Now, most people don't even realize that because of the way that he's still able to do his program. But even when he was completely without hearing, before the cochlear implants were put in, he didn't miss a beat. His timing simply impeccable. This man is a a one man phenomenon, (laughs) you know, and so he'll joke. He jokes, or maybe he's not joking, and calls us his underrated staff, his overrated (laughs) staff. But, but no, seriously. But we are all, and and we've had the same staff around almost for the entire duration. Yep. Okay, and that's unusual in the broadcast business. Most people just come and go, come and go, come and go, and staff. But he's held a staff, and why has he done that? Because everyone that works for him loves working for him. Yep. Because he's just incredible. I think when, you know, people want to focus on the politics, and, and okay, you can focus on the politics. And he thankfully has changed the course of American politics. People want to just talk about the media mm-hmm. and what he's done with the media. That doesn't get enough attention in Russia's case because yep. of his profound impact on the media. Yep. But then there's something else that doesn't get impact, and that's what kind of man he is. Yeah. And I will tell you you know it 's amazing to me the number of times you can look at someone 's media caricature, and if you 're lucky enough to, to know the person, you see how totally off from the media caricature mm-hmm. that you're seeing that human being is right in russia 's case, I will tell you <clears throat> he's one of the kindest, respectful, mm. generous big hearted yep. intelligent and profound human beings I've ever met. Yep. And it's just been, I've been blessed to just be a member of the staff.
1: You see how he loves him? You can look on his Twitter feed. He's absolutely heartbroken. And, you know, Rush has inspired millions of people, and the people that he works for love him so much. And I just thought I wanted to play that because he doesn't get enough attention, but uh, he's a great guy, too. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. We're on Salem Media Group AM 860 The Answer, and we'll be right back.
0: More Brooke Talks America coming up.
1: So my first guest, welcome back to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke. Says my first guest is our own Captain Matt Bruce, whose show both I and Colonel Jim are on. We've been they, he's been at this a long time. Welcome to the show, Captain Matt. Hello, Brooke. Yes, and you're at a gun show, so if you if you hear anything in the background, it's because he was at a gun show when we were recording this. So, Matt, so you know we're doing a Rush special. Um, I wanted to ask a couple of my friends, you and Ron, who's coming up next, uh, how did you get into radio, how long have you listened to Rush, and how did he influence you?
4: Well, number one, I got into radio right after uh, the World Trade Center uh, with my son, being in the military, in the Marine Corps, knowing that he was going to have to respond to whatever it was that he was going to respond to. I did not know it was going to be uh, Osama bin Laden and company and al-Qaeda, but it was. So I decided to make up my mind that the young men and women that uh, were going to go over and fight needed to have a voice in their corner and needed to give as much uh, activity and as much positive uh, news that we could to the uh, people around the country and around the local area Uh, because at that time I was big on the Internet, bigger than I was on the radio because I was only locally on the radio, not nationally like I am now. Mm -hmm. And I had a huge Internet audience, so everything Mm -hmm. worked out really good. In that respect, but all the time I I had listened to Rush Limbaugh for years and years and years, and that's the reason I got into radio. And once I got into radio and started to hone my skills, um, it dawned on me that I actually had heard Rush Limbaugh back in sometime in the 80s in Kansas City. I actually heard it on the station. I heard him on the station when he was broadcasting in Kansas City. And uh, I didn't realize until the late 80s when he came to New York City and got on WABC that it was the same guy. I did not realize that. And then it dawned on me that I heard this guy when he started. Right. Um, and then when he was on in New York, by that time, he'd already become a, a pretty well-accomplished person. And the program that he did with talent on loan for God. <laughs> and I and I heard you say something about the Reverend yeah. Sharpton. The Reverend Sharpton. Remember how he used to say that? Yeah, it was so I mean, good. It, was just, it just killed me. It just killed me. And I said, "Man, this guy's great."
1: Yeah. Well, he was. That's the thing about him is is it's he's so he's like a kaleidoscope. You know, it's like there's so there's so much complexity, and, and people would be like, "Oh, you're a sycophant." No he he could talk about a lot of things he could talk about sports he could talk about politics he could talk about you know history culture he loved music and that was something that's that's something that's very important to me is music he talked about music and it would be like it's kind of like i was uh at christmas time i was talking about they the apple um apple has now owns all the Peanuts specials, right? And I was so sad. It was a big outcry against this. I mean, there's nothing we could do about it now. To take it off of commercial broadcasting and Apple owns it, you have to go to Apple TV. Well, everybody in America watched the Peanuts, right? Charles Schultz yep. had all of those specials, and it was a common cultural thread. And that's kind of one of the things. I mean, he's obviously much older than me, but like all the people that listen to him, it's it's something that brings us all together is music and those stories. Or he would talk, you know, he was talking about the, the other day about, they had an audio of him like a Bobby Darin. And these are the kind of things, it's like they bring us together. It's common com- cultural things, whether it's music, whether it's sports, you know, talking about, he was talking About a football reference the other day. He played golf. And this is the kind of thing is like we. We don't all have to have the same experience, the same history, but we can have things that bring us together, things that unify us. And that's one of the things that's so great about America that he believed in and this striving for the ideals. You don't have to be at your ideal to be striving for them and to be good along the way. You don't have to be perfect to be good. And that's one of the things that he really emphasized because we're not going to nobody's perfect. Right. But America is still a great country and a great place. Place. And someone like him, someone like any, any person can come from, look at yeah. Oprah, you know, they all they all want to talk about racism, racism. Oprah's a billionaire. Okay. She was a billion, she was a heavy black woman who became a billionaire in America, right? It's a great place where people can start from nothing and become a billionaire and one of the most powerful people in the world. And he just was always about that. And I know you're about that. You talk about that all the time about we, the people and about America.
4: Well, here's the thing. I got a chance to see him when he did the Rush to Excellence Tour. Really? Yeah, I I only think he did it for maybe a couple of years, but he came to where I was at, and I got a chance to go to it. And I went and I saw it, and I was just impressed because he got up there. He took questions from the audience. He did what he did, and uh, it was just like a one-on-one situation. You felt like he was your best friend when, when you left the event.
1: Well, and that's the thing, you know, like I said, I was doing a, a bunch of uh, research on this and looking at old clips and stuff. And people were saying that the other thing that was very interesting about him, he came obviously before the Internet and stuff like that. But he was very business oriented. You know, he was about a business of talk radio. He merchandised very early. He he didn't get on Twitter. He didn't. He, and he got off Twitter. He got a Twitter late in the in the game and then he got off Twitter when they took Trump president trump off because he was angry about that but he didn't do social media he didn't do he depended on himself and that was the thing that is very you know sort of entre- very entrepreneurial about him and part of the american dream that he always talked about about the the ability to be free to pursue your dreams you know he wanted to be a radio on radio since he was 8 not many people can say that they're doing what they wanted to do as a from as a young child and he did it and he was number one up until the day that he died.
4: Yeah, and I couldn't imagine uh, with everything that he went through, uh, you know, yeah. the, the latter stages of, of his life, I can't imagine. Uh, I know he wanted to be there right till the very yeah. end where he couldn't say anything anymore. And we all knew there was something really bad wrong after about a week of not being on the air, and then suddenly the week became two weeks and all that stuff, and we were all hoping for the best. But I'll tell you what, there will never be another Rush Limbaugh, period. But there will be 100 people that will sound like Rush Limbaugh Forever, because now it's up to all of our game plans to be that much better Mm -hmm. than we are now, and to be the best that we can be, just like he was.
1: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that especially now, in my in my opinion, they wanted to do the fairness doctrine. They wanted to get conservative talk radio off, concerning that it might be their move now because they think that the conservative movement is weak without him. And we got right. about 30 seconds.
5: Right.
4: Well, here's the thing. The conservative movement will not be weak without him. It'll be stronger because of networks like Salem Radio yeah. Network. And I'll tell you what, we aren't going anywhere. <laughs> and God bless America, and God bless Rush Limbaugh.
1: Well, listen, Matt, thank you so much for joining us from the gun show where you're spreading freedom and the Second Amendment, which we need to protect also. Have a good day. Tell all the folks we said hi. Take care, my dear. You're welcome. Take care. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke says, and we will be right back.
6: Well, she seemed all right by dawn's early light Though she looked a little worried and weak She tried to pretend he wasn't drinking again but daddy left the proof on her cheek
0: More Brooke Talks America coming up
7: The United States has lost a great friend and cheerleader who inspired two generations of young Americans. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. As a little boy growing up in Cleveland, the first radio personality to inspire me was the great Paul Harvey. His commentaries were the best and were the inspiration for my own commentary. Then later, like a 10 megaton bomb, Rush Limbaugh exploded on the scene with the best and most exciting talk show ever. Rush exhibited unrelenting boldness for the truth with a unique brand of humor that drove the leftists out of their little minds. You knew where he stood. Thus, so many Americans agreed with him. They would call into his always number one rated talk show and say, Ditto's Rush, becoming famously known as Ditto Heads. Rush Limbaugh's show inspired many to enter into the political arena as well, hoping to stop the societal slippery slope of statism. Limbaugh, who often referred to himself as Maharishi, was also a kind and gentle soul who helped those in need and was a giant of historical proportions in the conservative movement. Thank you, Rush, for showing us all how one can fight for truth and still enjoy God's gift of life. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the theronedwards.com.
0: Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email. Info at BrooktalksAmerica dot Here's Brooke Says.
1: Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and that was another excellent Edwards notebook from Ron Edwards, who is actually my guest right now. Um, I just had Captain Matt on to talk with us. I think you've heard about this. You two have been at this a long time, which is why I wanted to have you on, because you guys are pros, long time, and I'm just a newbie at it. How did you get into radio? How long have you listened to Russian? How did he influence you?
6: Actually, I got into radio professionally Uh, at 16. I I was in a contest at my high school that also had a radio station. And, um, every week they would have a new voice on and, uh, you would, the voters would, uh, the audience would get to vote on you. And when I was on that uh, particular week, they said that I had a record number uh, of votes, and it was just uh, just like a landslide. And so, kind of like that, Trump. They
5: offered,
6: <laughs> yeah, they offered uh, me a weekend position, basically a, a news rip and read guy on the weekends, and that started at sixteen. And so, um, but I was always into radio. Even as a little boy, I would tell people I was going to get into radio. And I, at, late at night, I would listen to radio stations from all over the country, like the big ones: CKLW out of Windsor, Ontario; CFL out of Chicago; um, WLS out of Chicago; WABC New York with Cousin Brucey. All those guys.
1: Wow! And I
6: was—I was a little guy. I was a little boy doing that. So,
1: like Rush. Um,
6: yeah, yeah, but when I first heard Rush, man, oh, I was blown away because just at the time Rush was coming in, the, I call them the revenge of the no talents, had begun to take over <laughs> radio stations. And they didn't like the personalities and the flamboyance that uh, had radio, really made radio front and center in, in, American, in the American psyche. And they wanted to water it all down. Everyone had to be cool, you know, the influence of FM and all that that came in. And Rush said, no, the heck with that. And he showed personality, then vigor and vitality. Um, and he was a great patriot. I mean, all of that wrapped into one. And what I liked with the fact that he, you know, he was enjoyed by at that time. We were real young people in the eighties and stuff, and we loved him. And he was like, whoa! He was like a throwback, but yet he was like us, uh, and up from our time because of the way he. Um, uh, but he he was an entertainer, but that wasn't what drove him. What drove him was his love of the truth, the love of this country, mm-hmm. and he just happened to be a superior. Entertain, entertaining talent, and he went totally against the grain. And, in fact, I'll never forget, there was a big executive of a, of a particular radio network, well, shall we name <laughs> nameless, I know, who I know. said that that rush, that rush, he's not going anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't want him here. Well, I'm sorry. To say, well, I'm happy to say that the rush blew that out of the water. And uh, I don't think that um, you will see another individual at that level again i think uh, the very talented people are going to come along you already have some like captain Matt bruce and many others yourself i think you're super yeah. talented know, you may not you may not recognize it right now but you're fun but uh it, it's it's it but it's something about the timing we, we had just come out of the reagan era mm-hmm. And by the time uh, Rush hit the big time nationally, we were in the Bush doldrums. George H.W. Bush. Right. And things were like, ugh. Oh. And then he comes along and, wow, it's fun to be an American again. Kind of the way it felt under Trump. But, yeah. um, uh, and, and he is so sorely missed because I loved his American brand of optimism. Mm-hmm. Now, see, America was based upon optimism. As a young lad growing up, I, I always felt good getting up every morning. And that's how Rush was, and that's how he made all of us feel who, who would listen to him. That we were glad we got up that day. And no matter what you're going through, there is a better side coming or a better side to that situation. And because we are in this unique American culture, we knew we would always get through and get over these problems. Um, and, and he understood that. And he understood history. Mm-hmm. like few others. And what I really loved, Brooke, and it's kind of like what I like about you, is that he knew how to really ram it at the left.
1: <laughs> you know I do.
6: <laughs>
1: you know I love to do that. <laughs>
6: <laughs> and so that's what even made it what uh, even more fabulous. He wasn't one of those politically correct Conservatives, oh, we can't, oh, we can't be like. That. Oh my God, you, you, have, We have to kiss, we have to lip lock on their backside and be nice to them. No, you don't win that way. I'm sorry, you don't.
1: Well, and he, understood, to... he understood that because, like I, I mentioned, that I had been watching um, the CPAC speech. If you haven't right. seen it, it's really good. He talks about that, and that was in 2009. He was talking about the creeping socialism, even back then, and yeah. about culture and about he. I think he said, I am just I just wish the Republicans would fight back. Ron, how often do you and I talk about that? All the time. Yeah. And yeah. he did it as a, as a broadcaster. He would pull up the left, you know, um, talking about issues that you weren't supposed to talk about. Like you mentioned, it's like, oh no, we're not supposed to talk that way. The same thing that they did with Trump. It's like, yeah. we're not supposed to talk that way. We can't say that. No. And he just said it. He said, oh no, not only am I going to say it, but I'm going to double down. And he mocked the Left. That was another uh-huh. thing that they could not stand that he did is to mock them,
6: and he did it with fun. Yes, it was. It, it was never like uh, correct. He didn't come across as angry. He he pissed them off. He exactly. A nuts bill, but he did it so artfully and such as you used to say, tweaking them. Yeah. And I loved it. And the thing is too that why I related so well with Rush is that he identified in a fun way what I'd heard. Sitting at the knee of some of the older folks in my neighborhood from places like Serbia, mm-hmm. Slovenia, Yugoslavia, who had come out of communism. And I'm talking about this is back in the, the 80s.
7: Yeah,
6: I'm a young little whipper, and they're telling me with tears in their eyes they saw then. A sign mm-hmm. of basically what's taking hold of our nation today, and I couldn't see it as a young guy. I'm like, wait a minute, we just got out of Reagan; things are good, blah blah blah. But then they zeroed zeroed in on W uh, George H W Bush, and and they pointed things out to me, and they said, Ron, this stuff is not stopped, and Rush identified with that, yeah, he 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 pointed those things out, and I said, well, he's the first radio guy. Of that generation that pointed that's the same stuff that I heard from the elders in in my neighborhood. So he was a warning, he was a clarion call, but in a fun way. And uh, those of us who enjoyed him loved him. And sometimes I hate to say this, but you know, many times I would be attacked for liking Rush. Yeah. Oh. Um but I didn't care, so I packed back so and
1: had fun. Yeah, well there you there's the music, so you know what that means. Thank you yes. so much for Absolutely. sharing. I love being on your show, having you on my show, and we will talk yes. again soon. Thanks for coming on. Thank
6: you. We're At- gonna have you on too. Absolutely.
1: Cool. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke says on Salem Media Group AM eight sixty the answer, and we will be right back.
0: More Brook Talks America coming up. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says.
1: Welcome back to Brook Talks America on our Remembering Rush special. I'm your host, Brooke Says, on Salem Media Group, AM860 The Answer. This show is brought to you by 656 Electric, servicing Tampa. Riverview and the surrounding areas. No job too small. No job too big. You get it's veteran owned. You get a twenty dollars off per hour discount using the code BTA twenty. It is eight six three nine six nine seven seven nine zero. Make sure you tell him Brooks sent you. So Colonel Jim is a huge, or we say huge, uh, Rush fan as he is a Trump supporter and he's been listening to him forever too. Now. Colonel Jim, while you are on TV a lot and radio a lot and have been for a long time, even though I managed to wrangle you on this show, uh, you were never interested in having a radio show. So you come at this with Rush as a patriot and one of the millions of listeners who love Rush, including your brother who also loves Rush, and you have some funny stories to talk about him. Share some of your stories about Rush.
5: Well, of course. When Rush came on, I was serving in the military, and there's... A reason of why I started to listen to rush, one being in the military, you take the oath of office and it mentions supporting and defending the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic, so it automatically made me a conservative because I uh, was a Ideally. military person <laughs> and, a, and and felt myself being a patriot because that 's what I was doing yeah. and um, you know, I grew up outside New York. In Connecticut and I used to listen to WABC radio all the time and I used to listen to Don Ines in the morning and it was pretty funny and he played music and he he, he did talk but it wasn't really, you know, talk radio but because I listened to WABC, I followed listening to WABC while I was in the military and it was covered per- periodically on um, Armed Forces radio and I was stationed in Panama in 1988 and I was listening on the way to work in the morning, WABC um, you know uh, show, uh and they kept making this advertisement every day talking about this new show coming on with this guy, Rush Limbaugh. So they were promoting his show before it came on and was gonna air on August first, nineteen eighty eight, and so I said I gotta listen to this guy because they promoted him as being a new type of conservative talk radio, of course. There wasn't anything before that, so I listened to Rush, the first show, and I was serving in uh, U.S. um, Southern Command as part of the what we call SOC South Southern Command Special Operations Command South, and my operational area was inside what we call the tunnel in the top secret Green Door Vault because of the mission we were working on, and we weren't allowed to have any radios or anything, and I convinced uh the colonel i worked for i was a captain at the time that we we're in we don't emanate any signals out of here and it's not going to hurt to get any can we put a radio in here and it's armed forces radio and they said yeah we there's no nobody's ever asked for it why not so we put it in and we listened to rush limbaugh uh at noontime that day and after that first day i was hooked on the guy wow and you know that was uh august 1988 and tried to listen as much as i could wherever i was um a number of years later, I was back in D.C., and I was working on the White House staff. This was after uh, Just Cause in Panama, and um, got brought on to the White House staff, and one day, um, Rush Limbaugh came to visit the president, and the National Security... That Ab- was
1: 41, Bush 41. Bush 41.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, the National Security Advisor, Brent Scowcroft, who I worked for, asked, uh, he was in the meeting with with president bush and rush and he asked rush if he had some time that afternoon or early evening if he could stay there and maybe just do a little discussion with some of the staff and so they brought him down to the white house mess, uh, which is right next to the situation room where i was working and he came in and spoke for about 45 minutes to an hour and he had just finished his first book and he signed copies personal copies to everybody and gave everybody a copy of his book and there was a a small group of about 20 of us who stayed there to listen to him and i mean it was it was fantastic now one other little story later on i remained there until my waiting for my next set of orders and the clinton administration came in and i was sitting in my office one day and i always listened to rush limbaugh at at noon and sandy berger known as Sandy Burglar as Rush <laughs> called him, walked into my office while I was listening to Rush Limbaugh and said to me, you turn that off right now and never put it on again. And I was like wow, I have the National Security Advisor telling me stop listening to Rush Limbaugh. We'll see if that happens. And um, of course I I continued to listen because he wasn't in my office all the time. And uh, and of course as as Brooke mentioned we met um, Bo Snerdley and Mark Stein in in 2018 at a Reagan dinner in Polk County, and that was phenomenal to meet them. I mean, both of those guys were, uh, as Brooks said, uh, I can say with uh, about Mark Stein. He, you know, if there's anybody to fill in and and follow on Russia on his show, I hope it's Mark Stein. Me too, because uh, he's second second to Rush as far as. Uh, being part of the show and he's been there for 15 years um now my brother who is also a huge rush su- uh, supporter and follower he listens to rush religiously every day he's a day trader works from home up in connecticut i think he holds the record for call-ins to to rush um, which is 10 and i heard him once bef- once Uh, a few years ago call in by accident. I'm listening in, you know, the way Bo screens people. He just said, we have Tom from Riverside, Connecticut calling in. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, I wonder if that's my brother. And of course, it it was, and he asked some questions. Well, last September, September 20th, um, I was sitting at homeless in to rush one day and all of a sudden rush says okay we have tom from riverside and as soon as he said that i knew it was my brother and my brother um uh, all of a sudden <laughs> yells out i want to do a shout out for my brother colonel jim Warshuck, who is the chairman of the hillsborough county republican party in tampa florida and uh they let him do it, he did it, and then he asked Rush the questions. Well my brother told me after he finished he stayed on because they told him stay on and Bo snurdly called came back on and told him, um, Don't you ever do that again? He says, We don't do shout outs to people. You ask your question and that's what you're here your the reason your call was accepted. So I uh, I think that was his last call into Rush. Um, but I, I thought it was pretty good. And the thing is, a number of people heard it and called me, and they said we heard your brother talking about you. So, um, that's you know the the little bit of stories that I have about my um, involvement or whatever you want to call it with Rush Limbaugh. But I, but I have to say, um, he is just a phenomenal amazing man the things he did being able to have a show on the on the air for 32 years have such a captive audience of i think 40 million people um that speaks to itself. and the fact that uh, so many people on the political left are were scared to death mm-hmm. of him. Uh, They hated him, but they didn't hate him because they hated him. They hated him because they feared him, because he told the truth. He told it like it was. He was a patriot. He was all about America. And, you know, what can you say about that? I mean, he is an icon. He is a landmark. um, He will always be out there. Um, I'm sure there will be a lot of syndication of his show and the references and, of course, on the lighter side, um, Brooke and I talk about it all the time. Rush has a name for everybody, <laughs> and and Brooke knows him probably better than I do. Uh, but it it made his show, you know, when you listen to him talk, I mean, it was almost right off the tip of his tongue after a while. Once he gave a name to somebody, it just rolled off his tongue all the time if he ever was talking about whoever. Uh, and so that, that made his, you know, he was unique. He was mm-hmm. He was a human being. He was down to earth, you know, and you heard the clip from Bo Snirdley talking about him. He was genuine more Mm -hmm. than anything else. He didn't have to sell himself. He just it it just happened. And it's because I think more than anything, he told the truth about everything. And he he may he wanted to make America continue to be a great country.
1: Well, and you mentioned, too, is like that's you say telling the truth is like that. They were afraid of him, and he was not afraid of them. And that's one of the things that he mentions about the CPEC speech about re- the Republican Party. That's one of the reasons that he loved Trump so much. He knew that Trump is such a baller and told the truth and wasn't afraid to take the slings and arrows. And going forward, that has to be the, the, the new Republican Party, whatever you want to call it, the MAGA movement, the—, the All of these people that have converged at this unbelievably critical time in the history of our country need to have that mentality. They're going to go after you anyways, right? They're going to go after you, so you might as well, if you're going to get in the arena, you better be ready to take the slings and arrows. And one of the things that was mentioned about him is he knew what he believed right? If you know what you believe and what you believe doesn't waver, then just stick to it and be willing to tell it. You know, Rush, the thing that's so awesome about Rush, and, and this is the irony I talk about, my show is about culture culture and politics, right? He was so funny. Oh my God. I would, and I, I used to tell Jim all the time, I said, I, I bet that he gave Trump either Trump ha, has the names or he told Trump, you know, use this or something because Trump has a name for everything too. The thing that's so You know, the thing that boils down is like when you laugh, when you can laugh in the face of everything is like that's one of the common themes and be able to laugh. You know, the conservative right is now the culture, the counterculture who would have ever figured in 2021 that the right. The conservatives are the counterculture and the ones who are laughing. And the left is just a bunch of finger-wagging old scolds who are so miserable. So that's what I say. Laugh, laugh, laugh as much as possible. Be funny because they're not going to do it anymore. There is so much I could say. You know, unfortunately, we only have an hour. I wish we had more. So I'll just say I love you, Rush, always and forever. Jim, Say you love Rush, too?
5: A- absolutely. And I just want to say one thing. I'm so glad President Trump gave him the presidential oh my medal God, of freedom. yes. And he did it before all the Democrats in a captive audience at the Capitol. I mean, what could be any more gratifying for, for Rush to do have that done there?
1: That was so amazing. So, Rush, talent return to God. See you on the other side. We love you. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says with Colonel Jim, and we'll be back next week.
3: Success, be nobleness and ever again divine.
4: And you know, when I was in school, we used to sing something like this. Listen here.
0: with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email info at brooktalksamerica.com by Twitter at TalksAmerica and listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860. The Answer.